Roger, uh, I'm, I'm just impressed that uh, you played uh, uh, a song uh, 
that happened uh, way before your time. So th- thank you for reminding us, uh, old timers. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you see how young ones now they want because Pianki has said they should be getting ahead of us now you see what the young ones are saying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, can we live old enough you know so uh, but I sent you I sent you the translation to to that song which I just found on the net It, it reminds me of a lot of things and a lot of good days a lot of dead people you know, a lot of calendar days, you know, a lot of yes. things. So full yes. fact. Yes. And how yes. music used to be really good and uh, organic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you what you're saying. Roger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, that's why Musaba was saying education is important or reading is important. Young ones like in Timpa have been able to read about uh, such music we were dancing to. <laughs> How is Zambia, my friend? How is how is Zambia? Ah, Zambia, Zambia is okay. Zambia is a seesaw, uh, if you know what I mean, uh, mm. uh, or maybe more specifically, it's a pendulum. Uh, you know, things uh, swing within the blink of an yeah. eye. Uh, they they swing, yeah. uh, you know, to the bad side. They swing to the good side. Never, never mm. stable. I would say, yeah, never stable. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, it is uh, it is good you visited, uh, uh, but we need some stability. If you if you know what I mean, we need uh, we, we 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 do need some stability. Um, in today's program, we on top of the hour, we are going to uh, be outlining the platform for uh, our meeting in September. Have um, a feeling, uh, not that we are behind. But we're a little bit behind. Uh, come September, uh, especially in uh, the morning of Saturday, uh, the program which is going to be done by um, uh, Open Forum, the segments there are going to be like 15 minutes each. And in 15 minutes, there's no, not, nothing much you can do in 15 minutes. But we are going to be concluding stuff which we should begin like today. We begin, uh, uh, what do we want to happen? Say, for instance, if we take tourism. Um, how, how are we going to participate? First and foremost, we, the, the diaspora, how are we going to participate in the promotion of tourism back home, in the investment opportunities uh, back home? Uh, who are the who are the players? Who can we partner with? I think we should begin today. Dr. Patrick has uh, told us time and again we need um, uh, business plans, but that is uh, now going to be on the side business plans because every one of us should have that. Now we are going to be identifying uh, opportunities, and uh, who are the people? Who are the players? Say here in uh, uh, in Texas itself, uh, in United States. Who are the people we can partner with who can help us sell uh, the packages back home? Uh, so we, we're going to, to unpack uh, a little bit of education. Uh, investment forum, we have invited uh, uh, Madson Investments, not Mad- Madson uh, Insurance, but Madson Investments. They deal with stocks. They deal with um, uh, property uh, 
like that, Robert, we want them to be part of this, and they are coming. This time, there will be not much talking when we go to Dallas. There will be action. I've talked enough. I'm not going to say hello to a lot of people because it will take up all our time. I just want to look at some of the news headlines before we we do what we have to do. Uh, international news, uh, let me begin with China. China is, uh, good morning, Dr. Patrick, I'll be coming. So China is uh, making progress uh, on uh, African swine fever. They are about um, to unveil a, a vaccine. Um, maybe this is what the guys uh Muncho, they were talking about uh, in education. Uh, I, I wondered uh, if Africa has ever found a vaccine for anything. And uh, I don't know. It was just wondering. Whether we, because I know um, African uh, swine fever takes up a lot of animals. It kills a lot of animals uh, in, in Zambia and uh, in a, a lot of pigs. Uh, they go. So it has to take the Chinese to start investigating our problem in, in Africa to find uh, a, a, medicine, a, a medicine. A medicine. I'm not going to do, to, to do that unless someone wants to talk about it. How many of us, wow. uh, let me ask on this radio, have Bianchi uh, talked about this problem one time, but I never paid attention. And I said, uh, I sent a video the other day, Nathan, about... Um, uh, the Africa ambassador, African Union, she was talking about the, the French pact uh, with Africa. I never knew the information I found out on, uh, on here. How, how many of us uh, know about this, the French pact with Africa? But let us, do you have any information about this? Um, I, I, I don't know if it, it means... Um the the francophone um uh you know part they had with uh, their former colonies or is is it a different thing no it's, it's the same it's the same thing uh the question is how much do you know about it because bianchi brought it i know, and then I, when, I know uh, our ambassador of... the lady was talking about it that's when i was uh, i was actually very mad I, I I was very mad <laughs> now that she explained it. When you uh, realize that sometimes explains stuff like he doesn't want to talk, but he's talking, so you 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 never know uh, where to go. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's a scandal, you know. But it's it's uh, the same thing that we talk about all the time. If you let somebody rob you, you know, by signing a document that you know is wrong. Um, I think Senegal, even even Haiti, you know, they they still yes. they still pay they still pay some kind of a colonial fourteen tax countries, you know. fourteen countries, yes, in Africa, yes, yes, they, are they still, still pay colonial some tax, form and of our, tax our, 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 to, it's to the France. same it's the same thing like we talk about mines in Zambia, and everybody say let's blame Manawasa who, who who signed the initial thing. Why can't you redress it? You know, successive leaders. You know, know that is a problem, and they just keep passing it on. You know, I don't know well, if I can uh, blame the French. I don't know if I can blame the French to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, Roger. Yes, brother. 
if you look at a map and see how the Francophone countries line up with the English countries, you got Ghana on either side of the Francophone country, and on the top is a Francophone country. To their mm-hmm. back is the sea. Same thing with Nigeria. And if you was to probably yeah. go north, which you would have the same thing. As long as France is controlling the extent of their ability to prosper, those countries in the middle never will. Because you cannot deal with your countries on either side and at the top to the greatest extent if they are not operating at the greatest extent. So they basically hold you in a a certain position. Think about it. And they have to get rid of it. But I don't know how it would take. I was uh, reading uh, Pianki. The 14 countries are supposed to deposit $20 billion uh, in in the French Treasury. And they are only allowed to use about... 20% 20% of, uh, of, of that money, uh, and they take it as a loan. Uh, and they are required to use uh, the French, I don't know if it's a French franc, the, the money. It's the, C, it, um, it's the French franc. And they have to yeah. pay insurance on their own money in French custody. That, that that is a major scandal. And when I look at uh, what we are trying to do, the, the African Union, I think that is the only way we we, we liberate other, uh, other other African countries. Um, African Union is huge and is big, but first, as Zambians, we need to get our house in order. It has uh, problems before we start. Uh, yeah. So if you have time, uh, go to uh, go online uh, and um, uh, search for French. With Africa of 1884, um, that was a killer. Uh, that this was the time they were dividing, subdividing all these countries. And according to what she said, I liked what she uh, she said. Countries they created small countries like Rwanda, Burundi. They knew that these countries, on their own, there is no way they can stand up to to, to the major powers. So they they made all these smaller, smaller, smaller countries. Uh, so that we are ineffective. Uh, so it is time, Africa, we start talking about coming together. But hey, okay, you, you know, Roger. Uh, uh, Roger, yeah, yeah, on that uh, what you call it, the Africa Pact. It brings me to the point it brings me to the point that Trevor made about how he met Mustafa by picking up a book in the bookstore read the book, and decided to start looking for Musala. Our reading culture needs to change in Africa. That's one of the reasons. You see, these are some of the things that the colonial masters, were. we don't, let's not even blame them. This information, and this lady has been hitting these points really hard for us to get to the bottom of these issues. Most of us African people don't even understand part of the reason our continent is in the state that it is in. It's things like that. Roger, Roger. Roger? Yes, brother. Yes, brother, go ahead. 
so so the common theme is that uh, the the reading culture has to change let's let's be very specific let's 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 have definitions to this right which part of the reading culture are we talking about the ability to read or the ability to understand or the ability to read understand and put into practice right can africans read yes can africans understand yes can Africans read, understand, and put into practice? No. <laughs> that this is my a... opinion. Do you see that? We can read. We can understand. But we can't put into practice. Why? We are too consumed with theories. Right? Uh, guys, I've learned the subjects like how, uh, how Europe uh, underdeveloped Africa. Yes, I read it. Yes, I understood it. What are the practical steps to reverse that trend? Or when we read uh, such things, when we read such uh, materials, what steps are we putting in place to change that? You see that? So let's be very specific when we talk about the reading culture, right? Because there are kids uh, here in, uh, in the U.S. that can't read. Is the U.S. underdeveloped? No. So the issue must be practicality. That's what the conversation must be about. And how can we put in place tools to make sure that there's practicality? That's what we need to focus on, guys. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be pre-colonial. <laughs> we're going to be pre-colonial All of the above. Um, it goes back to what we said about the Chinese uh, medicine. You know, from uh, first grade in Zambia to Yunza, what do we do? It's all, it's all theory. Uh, so if, if we need a, a vaccine for either malaria or stuff, somebody has to come from somewhere else to do it. So you, um, you, you are right. And now, to make matters worse, uh, we have a government which is putting zero money in education. Now we can't even read. What is his name? Kev. We can't even read now. Our children no, get four in Zambia. Six. No, no, six, we can't. No, we can't. We can't read. We, I'm telling you, my brother. Practice. No, we cannot uh, no. practice. All right, what all right. Kelvin, Kelvin just came from Kelvin just came from Kelvin, Zambia. So you, 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 you are read. talking about moving a kid in Lusaka. <laughs> Go to Mwasabombwe. Go to Kasempa. Sixth grade can't read, Kelvin. Country the sixth, seventh grade. Roger, Roger, it, it, it's okay. That's why I told you there are kids in the U.S. today that cannot read. You see, that is the U.S. underdeveloped. Look, uh, 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 there are skills that uh, are inherent, for instance, right? There are people that can read, understand, and practice. There are people that can only read. There are people that can't read. Right? We are not a society that cannot read, Roger. If uh, 10-15% of those kids in school cannot read, doesn't mean uh, the 85% cannot read, Roger. The issue here is practicality. How practical are we? Right? I'll give you a perfect example. When uh, Form 6 was introduced at Impelembe, right? those guys would go abroad. Uh, the materials they read... The materials they understood, the materials they practiced, right? When they came back to Zambia, they could not practice them because Zambian processes were outdated. 
So that made those guys ineffective on those jobs and very frustrated. Guys, we can read. We need the, to be practical. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 and this is why we need to hold our hands uh, uh, together. Uh, Ten years is no, is no small change, uh, I think, on this uh, I'm holding your platform. hand, Roger. Yeah. Uh, some answers, uh, Kelvin, have to be, to be found. There are some schools today, as we speak, in Isoka. A school, entire school, grade 7, no one goes, uh, gets a grade to go to grade 9 to grade eight. No one. Everyone fails. How is it possible today in 21st century the entire school can fail? And that is not just in soccer. You go to Mongui, you go to Kalomo, you find schools like that. <laughs> entire school gone. No one goes to grade eight. Roger, if they are no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm disagreeing yes, go, with you. Go ahead, Mr. Lucas. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Ms. Lucas. Mwashu can say good morning, everyone. This is a good morning. It's a subject that is close to my heart, and it's as if, Roger, you read my mind. I was thinking about education. Though your last statement has made me smile. You said, how can the whole school fail? I thought uh, all the grade sevens last year passed. But that's besides the point. Here's the thing. It, it was a joke I was laughing at. But here's what I want to say about reading. Do we learn to read or do we read to learn? Because we can read Jalita and Mulenga. Jalita is sitting down. Uh, Jalita is sweeping the floor and all those things. But what are we learning from that? Are we learning? Are we reading so that we can learn more? Or are we just reading just to pass the basics? That's for one. And then there's another thing, I think Kelvin maybe touched on it, maybe but Roger did, excuse me if I've confused the name. Being practical is something that I suggest we, the Ministry of Education has to look into. I was talking to a doctor friend yesterday, and I was asking him, why don't the children in Zambia learn anatomy in, in school? We will learn the skeletal, uh, pros, uh, you know, names of the skeleton, but I think it's a one-day course. Um, a one-day class uh, that the teacher will talk about, and that's it. But if we learn anatomy, everybody learns it from grade 1 to 12 at whatever grade level that is appropriate. It helps, you know. I think Vanessa told us last week that his daughter was going to high school and also taking college classes. This, The reason I'm bringing all these things up is we as Zambians, Africans, and generally speaking, blacks, we are a lot of times, um, we're not prepared for the real world. We're not prepared for a lot of things. Our friends are, they take, they, they have advantages that we're not um, privileged to. We can be as smart as anybody, as any person, but there are certain things that did not prepare us for college, for work. So when we get into those things, it's like we have to re, we have to take extra time to catch up onto where our friends are. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, so no, if no, our wait, London, if if we are we are learning, if we are reading to learn, it helps. You are not just connecting uh, alphabets to make a word. No. We are comprehending what that word means and how it can be applied. 
to start with. If we start doing practical things while we're in school, it helps because the world right now, if you've noticed, there are younger and younger people. The person, the, the subject expert uh, person in my job was born in 1990, 1990, but that's the expert. That's who everybody is going to work, is going to ask for direction. There are people who are in their 40s and 50s, maybe even 70s. They are coming to this person who was born in 1990 who, because that person was going to school and taking classes that were like while high school, they are taking college classes. I don't know if, if I'm, the point I'm making is getting across, but I'll end there so others can, can speak as well. Okay. I'm joined right now with uh, Laura, Laura Mitty. She, she wrote about this, uh, some schools in the rural areas where she goes, um, Kelvin, and she talks about uh, how entire school uh, goes down. No one passing, maybe one student. And uh, Kelvin, you said no. Here is uh, Laura with me. Uh, Ms. Wala, good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so you have visited, I don't know if it is Isoka and some other schools uh, around uh, uh, the rural areas. Um, how true is that uh, we can find a school, the entire school, uh, kids are failing in 21st century today? Yes, that's true. There was a school in Chinga province in which last year, 99 children start for grade 9. How many? 98, 99. 99 is such, okay. Start for the grade 9 examination. Mm -hmm. 98 failed completely. One got a full certificate, but did not make a pass mark, did not make the cutoff point. So 100% of the children did not proceed. So the entire school, 100%. So you you went to Muchinga. We are talking, as they, as they will say, uh, to the horse. Uh, we are listening to the horse himself. You went to Muchinga. This is not second-hand information. No, it's not second-hand. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not second-hand information. It's true. Okay. So it's, uh, that's, what, that's what happened to the school. Um, the question is why. I think that's the, what we should be asking ourselves. Yes. It's not possible for 100% of a class, or, or should I say, of um, it's, it's not possible for hundred percent of children. Oh, sorry about that. It's not possible for hundred percent of uh, uh, children put together, or should I say, hundred kids put together for all of them to be incapable of passing. Okay. Okay. No, th thank you for the help. Uh, we, we, are, we are going back to our... She said, I just wanted uh, uh, to answer that question so that uh, I can make my, one of my friends on the radio to keep quiet. Oh, Roger. Okay, then. Okay, you won't. You won't. Roger. 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 Hello? <laughs> I won't. I, I won't. Hey, so this is happening, gentlemen. Uh, in, in in our country, so Roger. we are in a very dangerous territory, in my view. Very very Roger. dangerous territory. Yes, Rantim. There's a problem in that, you know. Um, that kind of failure, right? Like uh, the failure that you guys witnessed uh, at the Ziali. Is it Ziali? 
that kind of uh-huh. you know percentage is is not mm-hmm. you can't put that on the children that is a systematic no, no. exactly Misho. exactly that is a systematic that's the same thing that yes. i wanted to to add on to what um um miss lucas was saying to say oh we are not prepared for the real world look what they call the real world is a is a white man's world so we have our own real world so if you have children in Muchinga or city soccer that say they failed the exam no the exam the examiners failed them you know yes the country you failed you, them. the society you yes, failed them yes yes so if, if people people think that you know uh because you know white people have the you know um the power of uh, production they control the culture too that's why you have you have a lot of black people in prison it's not because they're inherently bad people it's because the laws are tailored to the white to the the white culture you know so are the the exams you can't tell me that those kids are just dumb no is the system that is dumb. Roger. But I, I want Roger. to say, uh, I, uh, Casey, with the, with the things that we are, like you said, we have our own world, but are we truly in control? The, what the kids are learning in Isoka is the same things that the kids in Lusaka province, Central province, and all the other provinces are learning. Are they relevant? Are we learning the same things? We, we, the kids are given um, examinations in the labs to do. Some schools don't even have a laboratory. They are seeing a lab for the well, first time. Well, Miss well, uh, uh, Lucas, uh, I think you've been on radio for a long time, uh, uh, Dr. Patrick. Yeah, uh, Nathan, uh, we are all witnesses. We interviewed um, a town uh, secretary for Calabo. He talked about uh, a teacher in the village in Kalabo uh, moving from Kalabo to go to Mongo, go and get paid, and then go back to Kalabo. It takes one week to travel to go and one week to go, to go back, meaning children are in every single month uh, which comes. Children have no teacher for two weeks. So we cannot say children in Lusaka are learning the same stuff the children in Karabo. No, the children in Karabo are not learning. There is nothing going on. No, Roger. No, Roger. No, Roger. First of all, I, w- I want to I want to acknowledge in Timpan's contribution, which is a hundred percent. Right? You're mixing up issues. Let's take those children in Karabo on a particular day that the teacher is available and teaching a particular subject. Right? Are they able to read? Yes. Are they able to understand? No. There's a difference here, guys. We started this topic with the the reading culture. And I asked you guys to be more specific. Are you talking about just ability to read? Or you're talking about ability to read, understand, and be practical? Both, 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 Kelvin. This is what what I'm telling you. In in the village, if you've had experience with the village, there are kids who, who can't even tell you the color blue. They can't tell you even okay. grade four. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you this. If you judge a fish by its inability to climb a tree, yes. 
Yes, right? Yes. And that's, that's exactly what you're doing. Because those kids, if you teach them in the local language, they'll be able to read and understand and probably even put that into practice. The problem in Africa today is you all want to speak English or French. You see that? Mm-hmm. Level the playing field. That's what I'm saying. Those kids are not dumb. Those kids are born in local language cultures, and they go to school to learn English. Learn. Kids in America are born in an English-speaking culture, home. They go to school. They learn in English. Whatever they practice, they practice it in English. Guys, no. Okay. Okay. You, 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 you could be right. Um, A, or is it A? In Bemba or in Kaode, <laughs> and the A in English, they are all as. They are all A's. So if the child in okay, Kasempa cannot identify A, which one is A here, again, we have a problem. So it is either A in Kaonde, it doesn't matter if it's in Bemba, it's still A, it's still A. But they cannot identify it. Point where A is here. They will not tell you. That's the problem we are talking about. The issue is we are confusing classroom English with class English at home and in the streets. Those of us living in the United States, you hear the English they speak. That's not classroom English. Two different things. All those technicalities, every subject in class, so when you go to school, has got technical components to it. They tell you they are adverbs, they are consonants, they are all those things. So just Kelvin, just because somebody is able to speak English when they are born doesn't mean they will do well in the English language in class. Two different things. No, I'm not saying that. On top of the hour, again, on top of the, the, the hour, we, we, we want to start developing our, our platform for the 10th year anniversary. Uh, this, uh, in my view, uh, in the team's view, is going to be very critical. A lot of uh, uh, our our guests here, who are the regulars, you are going to be uh, leading groups. Um, uh, I have here some in tourism, education, investment, investment forum. Uh, of course, we have to have rural Zambia there. Modernizing agriculture, that one we have to find uh, so there are big, big uh, things, financial inclusion, <clears throat> health, ICT in, in Zambia. So we are going to be looking at those things and uh, help unpack. Uh, uh, where is there, Dr. Patrick? Dr. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, my brother. Good morning. How are you? Uh, uh, you know your uh, your nephews here. Or should I say? Or should I say, Mom, Jimmy, and Yo, to a daughter, Doctor Patrick. To a daughter. Um, I'm just thinking the the water cooler is warm enough right now, but uh, oh yeah, oh yes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, like I said, Doctor Patrick, we um. We're going to be um, start putting a lot of meat, a lot of work, uh, identifying people, 
those I think who need to come from uh, Zambia. Uh, give us a lot of suggestions, Pianki, uh, people we can connect to uh, between now and September. So we can start sealing some of these. I don't know if we can call them deals, uh, or it's only Trump who calls stuff deals. Uh, we can do that as well. Uh, we, we can start uh, making it concrete. Come September when we go, we're just going to shake hands and the deals are, are made. We all start either making money or start contributing to make uh, things happen in Zambia. That is going to be our effort yeah. on Open Forum anyway. Now and going Excellent. going forward. Um, let me let me just let me let me just um, um, offer some redefinitions. Uh, usually, when we get into conversations, we're we're frozen by what is defined by what. And what I would like to do is, uh, I, and this a brother called earlier. And he, he made a statement about um, these the children are not dropouts. There are reasons for for them leaving school. Well, I would like to uh, agree with him in saying that let's redefine the word dropout. And from this point on, we call we can call it forced withdrawals. Because there's a lot of reasons why those children don't return return to school. It's not because they don't want to be educated in the schools. They do. It's it's uh it's, it's could be capital money. It could be the the paucity of the books. It could be many things. So and instead of dropout, which has a negative connotation, let's call it forced withdrawal. And secondly, I would like to remind everyone that there is a challenge out there. And Mr. Lucas uh, talked about it. And we, we agreed upon it at two programs past, which is I'm challenging those who would like to donate uh, some monies to the upcoming conference in which I will be matching their donations. So the challenge is still out there. So start sending your money in, and I'll be pleased to match your donation. Uh, Nathan, I don't know if you 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 are you are listening to uh, to that. Nathan, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, uh, the the, yes, the challenge is there. Bear the, uh, the the team here, the, the organizing people. Uh, Dr. Patrick is given us a challenge to match our 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 donations, and that is one thing we are we are looking at. So uh, that's a fresh call. We need to do. We need to be very, very Roger, proactive. Roger. Yes, Roger, the, the the monies that we match and the monies that are donated, we can um, apply those monies to getting some of our people to the conference, you know, the the speakers and presenters. So if there's a question as to why we're donating and why we're getting a match, just to help uh, defray the course of getting the speakers that we would like to hear to the conference. That's right. That's that is right. very generous, sir. Yeah, that is very uh, generous of you, uh, Dr. Patrick. And we will we, we'll take it up. Uh, there are some few 
there are people I think we are trying to invite from Zambia who may not have uh, the full uh, funding. So if we can go half-half, I think that will really help our, our, our cause. Um, also for the facilities, uh, I, I think we still have something outstanding there. Uh, so it, it's really going to be big. Let's put it the Trump way. It's going to be huge. It's going huge. to be huge. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, again, on top of the hour, we begin to unpack um, our platform, how it's going to look like when we go to uh, when we go to Dallas. And it's going to be exciting. This time, I think the diaspora will come back holding hands, very, very proud to be Zambians, and with matching orders. We are going to do this. If it's going to mean 10 people banding together and starting a movement back home, I don't know what it's going to be, but we are going to do something. That I can promise you. That I can promise you. So, if you are planning not to skip, don't. Um, the KCM thing in Zambia, I don't know who, are, who is following it, but uh, it seems to be a very big problem. Uh, a lot of us don't understand. Oh, where's my brother here? Noel, Noel, no, I've seen Noel. Um, Musaba is here. Uh, brother Noel, good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, uh, ladies yeah. and good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm not sure where you wanted to come in. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just listening. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. The, the liquidation of KCM uh, should worry a lot of us. Uh, it seems uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, crookery, as always, uh, trying to to happen there. Uh, so our government tells us they're in liquidation. And according to liquidation staff, those who understand liquidation, it is to sell off uh, the parts of the company so you can raise money and pay off people you owe. But we are not selling our mind anytime soon like that. Uh, so we are not sure what the PF is trying to pull here, uh, Brother Noel. Are they trying to pull a quick one on us, or what is happening? In, 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 my, in my view, in my view, I would think maybe it is a quick one. <laughs> because mm. if... If the Zambian government knew or knows that there's a problem in a certain company, I think they should find, try to find ways of fixing that problem first instead of liquidating the company. I mean, do we know if the company was it, – was it possible to salvage the company without, without liquidating it, taking it into part? Because if that was the case, then that should have happened. But now, people are skeptical, and so, so am I, because everything that has been happening so far concerning our government has not really been very transparent. So this gives me a bad case in my mouth to think, what now? 
I mean, do they have somebody else who's coming who's coming in to buy? I mean, are they doing this so they can pay some of the loans that they owe? I don't know. There seems not to have been transparency in what is going on, and that is what is making people people very very skeptical. I think, in my view, that the company could have been saved if the government and the uh, KCM would have been uh, saved if the government and the shareholders got together to say, how are we going to solve this problem? How can we handle this problem to make it better instead of liquidating it? I think liquidating it also scares investors now coming into Zambia to say, well, is our company going to be next? So now uh, investors are, are going to be staying away scared that this would, would happen, and that's not good for the country. Osaba, what has been your, your take on this, uh, on this issue? <laughs> so um, I think – oh, thank you again for the opportunity. I think to me the whole thing is, is a joke because even – there is abuse of terminology. There is abuse of so. action. <laughs> huh? mm. I think so. I'm agreeing yeah, with you. Abuse of action. The action taken was, um, I mean, you don't send into liquidation when no other creditor is claiming that they haven't been paid. You see, and then when they talked That's about great. the amount that that the government says it's owed, unless I read something wrong, it said sixteen million dollars. So why uh, what, what is sixteen million dollars again? Because the government, according to the reports today, government <laughs> owes them one hundred and eighty million uh, in unpaid uh, refunds. A VAT refund. Uh, government has not paid them 180, which means they can cover that casting anytime. You see, now and then this this is the the issue of people trying to do things they don't understand. When they introduced VAT, for example, they just like playing with words. They introduced VAT and to win some campaigns that they can give people tax refunds. They don't know that there are companies that pay a lot more in the millions that you have to refund, that you don't even need their votes. So in order to to impress people in Kabwata and Chilenje and Kankoya, where I came from, they put themselves in a position where they have to refund the mines. You see, that's their own error. Now they have cut and paste another tax code about... Um, Sales tax. sales tax. And I, I saw oh. online someone says it mentions snow plows and snow blowers. Now, where in Zambia does anyone use a snow plow? You see, it's, it's a question of these people just, oh, this doesn't work. Which country uses this tax? And they get it. And then they'll find their details they don't understand, and then to create more problems, and then they'll change it again. But in short, in short, um, they have created mm-hmm. bigger problems, not just for themselves, but for all of us, everyone who is Zambian. This, yes. is, this is a big problem. Yes. Uh, because 
the, the yeah, other people true. are going to lose confidence in us, and that's the biggest problem. Whoever, please mute your, your phone. We can get uh, the background uh, uh, discussion. Um, my next, I have a number of yes. people on my line, so it could be the feedback is coming from me. I have a, a Priscilla Chwamba, Dr. Kasonso, and the brother, a Newton Kasonso, on my line. So just to let you know. Oh, okay. I'm good uh, to uh, have them. Uh, Kasonso, welcome back. And uh, Ms. Priscilla, uh, will you definitely uh, jump in. Uh, it's good to have you. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so those are the uh, things which are actually happening in Zambia. A lot of us said last week on radio, uh, the reason why our president went to um, Copper Belt and announced the KCM seizure uh, was he wants to distract from the foreign quacha. The, the thing was uh, just hitting very, very hard. They had to, fi to find a way of changing the, 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 the narrative. Um, but the problem we have is a debt problem. It, it has nothing to do with KCM. It is the, the, debt, uh, the, the debt problem. Um, okay. Uh, where is Brachat? Uh, Brachat, what is your comment uh, before we start uh, building uh, our case? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, first it's good to be it's good to be back. It's uh, good to be on the program. But um, yeah, can you my, say where? My, can you my, tell us where you've been? Sure, you leave your brother like to, this. Yeah, <laughs> I was in Zambia. Uh, went to Chinsari, Chingolandola, uh, oh, Kitu, Musaka, and uh, Kinshasa. Congo. Oh, Kinshasa! Uh, my goodness. Yeah, you've been covering yeah, exactly. uh, Congo. Last week you were with a comrade from Congo here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and Chinsari, those are interesting. Lusaka, of course, is not interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's it's terrible because um, you know, I, okay, I wonder why our politicians are not interested in, in in developing the country. I am convinced nobody can tell me anything else. They are only interested in staying in being in power so they can continue stealing. The, the, we Zambians have to figure out a way of making these people pay and pay big time. The day we jail someone, we are going to begin to solve our problems because what they are doing is not in the interest of the nation. All those roads they have mm -hmm. paved in Kawata and everything, well and good. Because the person in Kawata, we know there's high concentration of population in Lusaka, right? So that, those roads yes. that are paved in Kawata and Matero, those people are going to vote for them and they get into power. But the whole, but if they were interested in developing the country, they would they would resurface Great North Road, for instance, because there's a lot of the economy and goods and being transported along those roads. When we are going to Chinsari, almost every five to ten kilometers was an over ten track, because the roads are pathetic. They are terrible. They are terrible. Every how much money are we losing? How many more people are refusing to transport their goods through that route? Because the chances are of your truck arriving, going along Great North Road, is probably less than 40%. Every 5 to 10 kilometers, there was a truck that's overturned because of the conditions of the road. 
So if they were really interested, you know you need the, the Kawata roads paved. But if you pave the feeder roads first, that, then you are boosting economic activity. You are, you are now able to put business and injustice um, activity into your economy. Then you can begin to develop the other areas. So you can see that there's a pattern of everything they are doing is in the places where there's a high concentration of, of uh, the population, but that's not where the real money is made. And as far as the, the mines are concerned, really, if they are really interested, government can repossess the, the KCM from the whatever investors. Government can put money in there and have Zambians run the mines profitably, and that, that profit is used to develop the nation. This weekend, we have had Zambians... <laughs> but, 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 hang on right there. Hang on, hold on right there. If the government once can put money, this is the government which has failed to pay post workers for, is it a post office workers, for nine months now. University of Zambia, PhDs are crying for their uh, April salary today. So are those yeah, people we can Roger, trust to, Roger, to, to run a mine? I yes. understand that. The question is this. The reason is not that they can't run the mine profitably. The reason is when they make the profit, they put the money in their own pockets. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not that we can't make the profit. The, we yeah. can run them, but when we run them, we make the money, we don't invest, we steal the money. Our issue is not our inability to make the money. In my business, if I, the money that I make, this month I made X amount of dollars, if I go and spend all that at uh, Disney, it doesn't mean that I can't make profit. It means that I'm not spending yeah, where right. it's supposed to be. How, that, right. That's where our issue is. It's where we take Like you go and buy a jet. You go and yes. buy a presidential jet. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's what my frustration is. It's not that we don't have the expertise. It is the feeling that we must curb. There's got to be real consequences. For my time, even from, from uh, when FPJ came into power, who has really been in prison properly for stealing? So we can, change, we can change the president. We can change the whole government to a different party. They are going to do the exact same thing. Because there are no consequences for any of their actions. So our this hope for Zambia is in the hands of the private sector. We have to begin to take initiative. Like I was talking to my uncle, General Sakala, in his neighborhood, right in the front of that road, they are waiting for the government to come and pave that road. I'm saying, listen, the neighbors that live in this area, can't we get together and say, Lungu never drives off this road. You know, if we take some of this power for developing our country out of the government hands, in basic things we do for ourselves as Zambians, even where they are, we begin to, because waiting for the politicians, we are going to be seeing the same story five years from today, if we are going to wait on the, on the, on the government. Let's end uh, this part. Well said. Well said. Let's end uh, this part uh, um, of uh, stories. There is an interesting story uh, I, I saw on one of uh, my sister's uh, posts. Uh, it's talking about the African-Americans who are moving from uh, America to Ghana, especially Ghana. Uh, in 2014, somewhere there, uh, 2,000, 2000 African-Americans migrated to Ghana. Uh, in 2017, 5,000. So there is um, some serious uh, migration of African-Americans uh, going uh, back to Africa. 
And uh, I, I like what uh, this lady says. She says, uh, arriving in Ghana, never been there, it just gives you this different sense uh, where you can feel it. No one is judging you because of your skin color, which you have. And um, I was reading, uh, uh, well, that's my experience where I live uh, here in Okotox. It's a small town, uh, a lot of white people. So most of the times when I'm, when I'm off, I don't even go outside. Not that I'm scared of them, but I just feel uncomfortable. And when I go back home, there is just this relief. It goes down. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a... a, a a real, a real thing which has come. We are going to see a lot of our brothers and our sisters from the uh, uh, United States go home and uh, uh, go and experience the African and want to stay there. Uh, I, I want Zambia to start preparing the way Ghana has changed their laws, uh, especially to attract African-Americans. Uh, the stories which are coming from there, uh, the, the confusion they are finding in Africa, they, they say they love it. Because it's so peaceful, um, they welcome. Uh, some of you who visit uh, Zambia, actually, you just uh, been saying, uh, you know, when you go to Zambia, one of the things you don't do, like when you are here, you go in Walmart. Uh, first thing you have to identify sometimes is to say to yourself, "I'm black." You have to say to yourself, "I'm black." Then you enter Walmart because people will be looking at you wherever you are going or in any other store. And those are some of the feelings we don't feel when we are home, when, when, we go, when we go home. It's just a special, special, special feeling. So to the brothers and sisters, the African-Americans heading back home, I think we need to widen our tents, uh, pave the mats so they can come in. I thought it was um, a good story. Dr. Patrick doesn't believe in Wakanda, but Wakanda, Dr. Patrick, is happening. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> not in, Excuse me. Not, not, not in, not in Ghana. Yeah. Reality <laughs> is in Ghana. Wakanda will yeah. remain in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's. Um, now put uh, uh, our platform uh, when we go to Dallas, September 13th and 14th. Uh, we had to take back our, um, our website for reconstruction. Uh, so someone is working on it a little bit because we had some uh, few technicalities uh, here and there. Uh, so uh, we've taken back. Uh, so I won't invite people to go there and register. But soon we'll be coming. I think next Saturday when we come back on radio, uh, we should be inviting people uh, to come. Um, like I said, uh, open forum. Uh, we will lead uh, segments in the morning of Saturday, uh, the 13th, uh, Saturday, and uh, I'm going to invite a lot of my colleagues uh, here who are on radio uh, every day to lead some of uh, uh, the panels. Uh, but like I said, I, I would like us, Dr. Patrick, to go and close the deals. So, 
let's uh, take, for instance, uh, unpack um, tourism. How are we going to, what should we be doing now, Dr. Patrick, to make sure come September 13th, we go to Dallas, we are going to be closing deals or just shaking hands. What should we be doing right now? We, we need to um, pursue uh, to its final conclusion, if we not, have not done so already, is the Zambian uh, Ministry of Tourism. We need them there at the conference. Uh, we also need to follow up on the the individuals or groups of individuals who sent to you uh, their offer to build a website with respect to tourism. Uh, I believe you have some follow-up questions I, I sent to you to follow up to these individuals because we need at least a working a working manifest or a working program that will promote Zambia's tourism. And in doing that, we will have or be in a good position to offer to the ministry and to all our brothers and sisters who attend the conference a, a platform in which we talk about how we can best publicize our family in Zambia to our family in the diaspora throughout the global community. So we need those, those two things, and we can sign in a, a deal with the Ministry of, of Tourism from Zambia, as well as we need to identify, and ideally being that we are going to be in, in Texas, we need some tourist bureaus from, from our tourist agencies from the Texas okay. uh, area okay. to attend the conference. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, to disappoint you, Dr. Patrick, that uh, of everything you have said, I like the website, I like uh, uh, the identification of the tourist bureaus uh, in Texas. Each time uh, you mention government or the ministry, my, my, my stomach goes like half, like I want to die. I don't know, I don't know why, but I know we need those people. Uh, I, 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 our government, I, I don't know. Uh, let, let me bring well, in Miss um, well, Roger, Roger, Roger. <laughs> what, what, yes, I can, yes, yes. what I can do to what I can do to ease your stomach pain, or what I can suggest is, <laughs> as opposed to you reaching out, let's have let's have our honorable um, ambassador, who's going to be at the conference, to do the reaching out. And he can most okay, likely our, have our, our ambassador. Our ambassador is coming. Yeah, our yeah. ambassador is coming. So that is um, um, uh, that, that is refreshing because uh, yeah. our, our government and uh, yes, and he can do and he can do the the reach out for the tourism yeah. aspect. Yeah, Te Texas people, I don't know, uh, Nathan. We need you a little bit. Yeah. Here. Um, Ms. What is Nathan? Yeah, I'm okay. here. Thank you. Uh, there is Miss um, Carol. She, she's uh, she's not here. Uh, there is one point uh, Dr. Patrick has said here: uh, the identification of uh, 
tourist bureaus uh, in uh, in Texas. Uh, I, I I don't know if the team in uh, um, in Texas can begin to to work on that uh, to identify the the tourist bureaus. Uh, is, is this something okay. uh, you you guys in Texas can do? That's a good point that Dr. Pat has raised. Uh, part of the thing that we have done or we are doing in terms of uh, uh, tourism preparations is that at the Zambian Embassy, there is an officer called Tourism Attaché. We've been in touch with the Tourism Attaché, and she's willing to participate in the event and come and help us with things and information related. And I think she can also, we can also reach out, like you have said, to local companies here, which do tourism. My conversation also with some of our friends who are part of Zambia Block Talk Radio, they also mentioned that one of the things we can also do is also engage, air, engage airlines like South African Airways, Ethiopian Airlines. Because those are airline tourism, of course, you can't separate it from the airline industry, transportation or or travel and all that. So that that those are the things that we are working on, engaging South African Airlines, um, Ethiopian Airlines, Kenyan Airlines. And unfortunately, we don't have Zambia Airways. So that's the direction we are taking. That's where things stand right now, as far as the tourism aspect or platform is concerned, Roger. Um, again, we, we need some kind of uh, markers, I'll, I'll call them markers, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, w- when we can come back on radio and uh, report uh, to the people uh, that uh, we have been in touch with Kenya Airways, this is what they have said, they are probably going mm-hmm. to be uh, over there, so the airlines is saying this. Uh, I don't know. I, I think now you don't need to be in Texas to do to do that, right? Nathan? Even yeah. we who are outside, uh, Brother Noel, excuse me, uh, Brother Noel, Van Timpa here, Titus, um, Bayama, uh, Dr. Kajira, everyone. Um, somehow we need these markers to be to be dealt with so we, we can connect to, to to these people um uh, internet can do can do marvelous things uh, so dr patrick has given us uh, to look at uh, the tourism uh, bureaus uh we talked to the tourism bureau uh, dr patrick uh, what is our purpose of connecting with the tourism bureau uh, in texas The reason for do, the reason for doing this is to initiate and establish a dialogue and a contact person, because if we're going to promote a country, a city, a district, a province, we need to be able to transport, and we need to be able to have a group of individuals that's ready to 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 issue the the contract. And if we have a direct source as to who you can go to to facilitate travel, then we can expand it at a later point. But initially, 
we need to have a, a company in Dallas to step up and say, well, we are in agreement to facilitate the transfer of individuals or the transport of individuals from point A to point B. Now, this is not done for free because I know that the travel bureaus would like to to gain a profit, a certain amount of money for facilitating the travel. So, therefore, in order for them to participate, I assume they would be much willing to pay some money in order to be present at the conference to talk about what they can do in terms of transportation. So it's a win-win. They will receive monies if they are able to have people contact them to arrange for their travel, and the conference will gain monies in order to establish the contact and allow them to give their presentation. Okay. Um, those, yes, yes, somebody wanted to say something. Yes, it's me. And also, going on, just going a little forward from uh, what um, Dr. Patrick has said, this also, if we handle this very well, this could also okay. be advertising. This could also be advertising for those airlines. Let's mm-hmm. see the airlines do something for the Block Talk Radio, and their names get out there to say they helped facilitate this. So that is also right. part of the advertising for them. So they might just not need the money, but they might need to use this opportunity to advertise their business. Excellent. That's, that, that, that's one thing I'm thinking of. And then talking about advertisement, it's funny. I was watching uh, soccer a few months ago, and one of these big teams in, 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 in England or in Europe, their jerseys, on their jerseys, say, visit Rwanda. Now, me being a Zambian, when I look at that, it really made me want to go visit Rwanda. But now, can you imagine everybody else who who doesn't even live in Africa watching a European big league team with the logo over here, uh, with an advertisement that says, visit Rwanda. That was really, really, really big. So, we have... You know what? You You know what, my brother? Being that you mentioned that, Let's have somebody um, sit together and sit down together and design T-shirts for the conference. That'll serve Excellent. as a marketing tool as well. Excellent. That, that, yes. Yes. That will be, you know, I mean, if we could make the T-shirts and even hang them up before the conference so we could be wearing them before the conference, maybe people might want to find out about the conference. I mean, you know, it just, I'm just, just thinking out there, just thinking out loud. Okay. Um, again, which American one? I, 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 I like everything which is uh, uh, coming, uh, but I, I want to be uh, very careful uh, that I'm not lost Raj. in the uh, in the discussion. Um, Raj, someone is is in tourism industry in Zambia, and they want to come uh, to uh, the conference. So, say the team. Uh, at Zambia Block Talk Radio, we identify five people uh, who are in tourism uh, uh, industry. Um, they either one want to expand their business, or they want uh, more customers. Uh, 
going to uh, to connect them to. First and foremost, uh, if it requires funding uh, to expand their, uh, their business, and then uh, more opportunities for people to, to visit uh, Zambia uh, through either their agency or through their hotel uh, or through whatever uh, th that industry may be. Uh, so the question is, who do we talk to? Um, we may not have the answer today, but we need these people uh, so that when they come, I'm coming to the conference, I'm going to find people who are going to listen to me. I need funding uh, for my hotel. I need funding for either my, uh, my campsite to, to develop uh, my campsite. Uh, I need this thing. Um, are right. those people, can we find those people? Yes, go ahead. Somebody wanted to say. Yes, Roger. Uh, the one thing that mm -hmm. we should not do is uh, act yes. like we know tourism in Zambia. What we need to do is find uh, technocrats okay. in the Ministry of Tourism, uh, talk to tour operators, okay? Talk okay. to the uh, Tourism Board of Zambia. Those are the experts. You see that? And, and I think the biggest problem is that uh, we underutilize people that uh, have expertise in a certain sector. So those are the people we need to start identifying today, right? So that at the conference, when somebody comes with such questions, we have a point of contact in Zambia. You see that? That is the way we should go. Yes, sir. I like that. Yeah, shout, shout out to Norms for 20, my brother from a different mother. <laughs> I, 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 I like that. Uh, right is back, this right back at something, Brother Kelvin, you can do? Like I said, something I can do is uh, probably research out uh, who to contact in Zambia, come up with, uh, you know, multiple contacts, like 10 or 15 people that, uh, you know, okay. have expertise in, in, in this sector, and then make reference to those people. That's what I can do. I'm not going to pretend to not to a risk. No. Yeah. No, we, we don't know tourism. Uh, this is why we are. All we know is our numbers are pathetic. Those who are coming uh, to visit Zambia, our, our our numbers are not good. So uh, we want to be that channel who will link up uh, these people. Do we know everything? No, we don't. But we are laymen. Right. We know. We, we, yeah. Right. We know some stuff. Right. We know some stuff. Right. No, definitely, definitely, we can uh, we can do that uh, by September. Uh, September is too far. Uh, we, we, we want something at least by uh, June. Uh, we should have uh, uh, some of these contacts. Uh, no, the who, conference uh, is September. The conference oh, uh, is I September, see. so I'm saying so yeah. I'm saying we can start yeah. the research now and have that information. Because yeah. we're not disseminating that information in June. So uh, by the time the conference is held, we would have had that information. Okay. The, the other point we also want to uh, do or discover is, um, uh, as we talk to these people, Kelvin, is find out the opportunities, what opportunities are in tourism, uh, so that uh, the, the people will be attending the conference. Uh, some people may be interested to invest into the tourism industry. Uh, th this is why we are doing what we are going to be doing. What are the opportunities uh, back home, uh, uh, which we can participate in. 
uh, first and foremost, to help the economy, um, oh, no, no, to help ourselves, and later on to, to help uh, the economy back home. So th these people will be very, very critical, uh, Kelvin, if we can find these people. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, de definitely. And uh, just a side issue, when I went to Zambia, I managed to go to uh, Livingston and Siavonga. There's, uh, there's huge potential, right? But uh, the, the issue is potential is being exploited by, you know, those people that are non-Zambian, uh, the, the, the foreigners. You see that? So, like I said, I mean, it, it's just a question of fighting the right, finding the right people and linking uh, those people to, to, to potential visitors to Zambia. Okay. And each time we, we use that term, non-Zambians, uh, what we are really missing is that um, uh, Roger Macaroni cannot uh, put up enough money invest, to invest in tourism sector. However, is Roger, or is it Roger, uh, connected with Kelvin, Matilda, Lucas, Nathan, and the, then we can have an impact. This is why we are going to Texas, to, have, to go and shake ourselves. Shake ourselves. Why can't we connect together and do something. Why? Why, Zambians? So, every time we use that term, non-Zambians, remember, we have refused to sit together as Zambians to do things uh, because we don't have all the money. We, 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 we grew up in a non-saving culture. You know, it's hand to mouth. But even hand to mouth, I think we can take something on the side and say we are going to build a portfolio in tourism and we are going to put in some money. This is the reason why we want to do this. And if we can develop some of these ideas before we go to Dallas, then people come together and say, yes, we are willing to put some money in tourism uh, because uh, 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 Kelvin has found out people and they have told us the opportunities which are there. Come, come September, we go to shake hands there. We agree. We are going to invest in tourism. That is what we want to see. I don't know if stuff is making sense. The Dr. Patrick, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of... Um, ah, no, no. I, I won't say that. The next point, the next point. Roger, just, just before uh, I go to, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go Roger, ahead, someone help go me. To that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking out loud, is there, on the conference, are we going to have an, a, a, a platform or a workshop in where somebody can speak about um, how to get people to come and invest with you? Like, for instance, as a Zambian, I know I can get some uh, piece of land in the tourism sector or whatever, but they, I may not have the resources to develop it. So are there platforms that you can teach people and say, listen, you don't have to have all the money yourself. If you get this, then you have some leverage. You can now look for investors. And how do you go about looking for people to come and invest with you uh, in a project? Because most foreigners would actually feel a little more comfortable uh, investing with a Zambian, somebody that understands this culture and understands back home, and they can show them and demonstrate that if you put money in this, we can actually make uh, money. It will yield better uh, profits than 
you know, some of the other conventional investments you do here. Okay. Uh, and, and I get it uh, 100%. And uh, this is why we, again, are doing what we're doing today. We would like to do what you have said, Wachari, like now. So come September, we don't have to uh, someone to talk to us what can happen. Come September, for me, maybe I'm just one of those people who are just hype. But I want us, when we go to September, to see the deals. So is that yeah. something we can start doing now? Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> I, I hear you, yeah. No, because because really on, on a serious note, uh, on a serious note, Roger, I think that's something that a lot of our people, including me personally, that's an area I've made it a personal responsibility to figure out how to get people to come and invest. How do I sell what Zambia has to offer? So it's twofold. I understand what Zambia has to offer and how people can make money, and perhaps. If, if uh, you know, I can tell it to some people here, we begin to take them home and they invest with us where even me as a Zambian, I also uh, am able to make money out of that deal that I can then invest on my own, uh, you know, uh, in other ventures or things like that. I think that that kind of education and exposure will be helpful to a lot of us. Because where do I start from? I can get the land, but where do I start from? You know? Kelvin, you, you've talked about these uh, technocrats. Are these the people who can uh, uh, also help us with uh, the numbers, uh, the data about uh, uh, tourism uh, in Zambia? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, most, uh, most definitely. You see that? Most definitely. You see, the, the notion is that uh, there's no monitoring of, uh, you know, foreigners coming in. Although I think uh, on one of the shows we, we said, okay, how do they know this person is in for, you know, uh, uh, a tourist vacation or for work? You see that? Uh, so, yeah, they, they definitely do have the numbers. Uh, the tourist board of Zambia does definitely have, uh, have the numbers. You see? I mean, the, the, point, the point really, Roger, is not to scout them from the onset. The point is to engage them and see what they know. Uh, we might discover that uh, they know far much more than we do, or we know more than they do. You see that? The point is engagement. Yeah, yeah the point is engagement, because that is, that is what they do for a living, <laughs> quite frankly. You see that? So we have to engage them. Uh, we, we, we have to trust uh, what they are telling us. You see? Uh, we, we have to go with them. Those are the people we have to, we have to consult on these things. Okay. Okay, uh, Doctor Patrick. Again, uh, for me, um, my worry is we go to Texas and it is a, a talking shop. That is uh, really my 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 biggest worry. Um, so we really we've talked like for ten years. We, we we've done the the, the talking. Uh, come the time we go to Texas. Um, you may have to write us an email the way you do. Give us some pointers, stuff which we need to do, so that come 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 September we we don't go to Texas and it's a talking shop. Well, I believe I believe we've already begun to do this. Uh, 
with respect to the working the working committee that you pulled together, um, the, the working committee should have, if they had not already, but I believe they have, is to mark down timelines when you're going to get something done. So we have a timeline right now as to when we're going to pull together the the travel interest in in Zambia. It was already mentioned that the the ministry. The Zambian ministry has begun work on that and can do it, and we need to identify some travel agencies in in Dallas, in Dallas to to handshake. So once we do that, we'll have a timeline of as to when this is going to be done and accomplished. So that's that's the first thing: establish the timeline and when this is going to be done, and identify. Uh, one or two or maybe three people to do the calls and the discussions because you can't have a lot of people making different calls. So um, identify who's going to work on that particular aspect and to bring it in for uh-huh. the timeline. Okay. Uh, so what we're doing here uh, might not be that and might not be very uh, exciting. Uh, <laughs> like bringing a lot of uh, that kind of noise. Uh, but <laughs> I, I still feel it will determine the success of our yes. of our meeting. It, it yes, will determine important. whether we are successful. Uh, the, the, the shows which brings in everyone wants to talk, uh, maybe yes, uh, but uh, the, the success will depend on what uh, we are learning right now. Uh, we put in some kind of timeline. Uh, I have a lot. I have a lot. I have uh, in education. I have investment forum staff. I don't want to bring in change uh, the topic from tourism um, because I know. I, I I know what whatever we are going to put down today. If we stick to it, uh, people will come to Texas and they will say uh, this was one of the kind um, uh, conferences we 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 we, we attended. Uh, so tourism is going to be uh, big. Uh, we want to bring in uh, investors, ourselves, uh, people who are interested in investing, um, even people from home, Nathan, they are asking questions. Yeah. If I come there, what is one thing I'm going to come up with? And that question, what they imply is, am I going to come and sign a deal, or I'm just, come, just coming for, to visit Dallas, Texas? That, that's the question. That's the thing. Uh, we brought you. Roger, reverse that, reverse that question. Not if you come, but when you come, what do you want to get out of it? I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. You, you always find out what they want in particular, and then we can be in a position to say, yes, this is what's going to be offered, or this is what you can get. <clears throat> okay. Um in searching for uh, uh, opportunities, uh, go ahead. Someone was saying something. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that's a good point that has been raised. Because for instance, somebody in Zambia can say, um, I, for instance, uh, deal in curios or I deal in uh, uh, African traditional market. Is there a market for me? Uh-huh. If I come with the goods, where this much will I be able to sell, or will I be able to find a, a store? Uh, retail outlet that can uh, be important, I can be exporting my clothes to, or whatever it is. So if we have specific like that, then we can try and find people who would be interested in what the people in Zambia have to offer. 
be an easy excellent, approach. Excellent. Yeah. I like, I, 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 and you see, Matari, they, um, when we talk about uh, uh, tourism, uh, like Rassan said, we might just think about uh, uh, a plane uh, getting into Zambia and maybe a hotel. But then we leave out all those small, small things, uh, like curios. Uh, just today I was talking to my wife. <laughs> was it today or yesterday? I wake at night, so it doesn't make a difference sometimes. Uh, how when you go to, I go to Kasempa, I, I find a kid speaking uh, Akaonde, very deep, smoky, like two, two, two uh, like three years old. You know, the way they talk. In my view, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want people to go to Kasempa to watch kids. <laughs> but you know, that is life a tourist wants to see. They don't just want to come and see elephant. You know, we, we only think of tourism in terms of elephant. What about our culture, our curios, our hand? All those are investors. The people who can make money out of what we are doing. Yes. But, and you see, if we can figure out tourist operators who put a package together to come and actually yes. sell what you have to offer, put a package together, yes. show them the different sites, the different culture, all these aspects of things. Why, for instance, we can do a research. Why is Ghana so popular? Why are those people going to Ghana? What does Ghana have that Zambia does not have? Why do people go to, uh, uh, we have all these exchange programs in tourist industry, but it's only people from South Africa and Zimbabwe. What is missing? What are they finding that we don't have in Zambia? If we can answer those questions, then we can begin to put something together that will be also work for Zambia in some of the programs. Some things we just look at what other people are already doing and say how is it working for them and in their country, how can it be adapted for Zambia and how can we make it work? The first, the first answer to that question is marketing. Uh, Ghana has a good marketing system as well as not only in Ghana but also in the United States. So that's one thing that we could do with respect to our tourism discussions. You can market Zambia. Yeah. So we, we should probably be looking at what Ghana, uh, Ghana is do, doing. What, what, what are they doing? We, we can learn a lot from, from there. We can do some copy-paste if we, if we like. We like to, to do stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> copy-paste. Copy. Okay, um, so that, that, that is about our, um, uh, w w what are the other things that you, you were just uh, from there, uh, in your view, uh, which can go into, into this package which you saw uh, going, going around Zambia, and uh, Kinshasa if you like, uh, what are the other things yeah. you think you, will be interesting? Or let me um, ask you the first question, how long ago were you in Zambia uh, since uh, uh, this other trip. I I came back uh, exactly one week ago yesterday, so okay. on Friday that's when I came back from Zambia. Um, th there's a lot. And it's been that, since since yeah. how long before you visited the country? Ooh, fourteen years. <laughs> fourteen years. Okay, so so, so it's big. Yes. So it's big. It's you big. are just as, uh, as 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 a tourist yourself. So go go ahead. Yes. Stuff you you thought you saw. Uh, could be interesting uh, to uh, uh, somebody um, visiting Zambia for the first time, which we should put, 
which should be in the package, in your view? Um, as far as uh, tourists are concerned, um, of course, we, we, we have the, the major assets. Um, I don't think it's right that you go to Zambia without visiting the Victoria Falls. You just rob yourself of so many things. Um, you know, so if somebody's going to Africa for the first time, and Zambia particularly for the first time, that's a sure sell. And then, even if you are in Lusaka, there's uh, the, the, the lodges out there where you can just go walk about your thing, antelopes, deers, and all that. So if, it, if it's people who like that sort of, um, you know, those natural things and nature, there's a lot in Zambia. You were just driving along uh, on the way to like northern province, the the, the site that's just the, the landscape and everything was a, mm. you know, it was a beautiful sight uh, for me. Despite the road, the road was a major disappointment. Um, but and then also the potential if you get into with people who are really uh, you, you know for investment, agriculture the potential is just immense. There's there's so much potential there. Um, with irrigation now, uh, if you found the right investor, there's so much that can be done there. Um, agriculture, whether you're growing or rearing chickens or eggs or whatever, there's so much potential uh, for business. The beauty about Zambia, if you're an investor, is that you don't uh, grow. In America, if you make 40% profit on anything, you are doing very well. In Zambia, you are making 200 plus percent profit on most of the things that you are doing. So there, yeah, it yeah. only wants to multiply. And you see, the beauty is that investors in, in, in if I, let's say, for instance, if I work for Walmart and uh, I've worked there for some time, I've got a $30,000 saved up somewhere. In Within one year in Zambia, I can multiply that money more than I can ever dream of doing here in America. Now, when you go to bigger scale, people with millions of dollars, Actually, the Development Bank of uh, Development Bank of Zambia, Zambia Development Agency, they have scales of even as low as I saw one time about ten thousand dollars. What opportunities there are if all you have is ten thousand dollars? So sometimes people may want to just dip in their toe. In construction, there's so much going on. In construction, there's plenty of opportunity there. Um, uh, housing, you know, in education itself, and I'm glad to hear what Mr. was doing. Because education in Kiofa was amazed. Lusaka, Ndola, Kitwe, Chingola, at least these three, there are private schools everywhere. The government schools cannot meet the demand for education. So even if they, are, they offer free education, there is still a space for anybody who comes in the private sector. The schools are springing up everywhere. And somehow people are affording to pay in those private schools, because they are working, they are profitable. Even people, I saw one kennel, they've got a major school, it's a kennel in the army, and I thought him and his wife had education backgrounds. They don't. You know, this man was a kennel in the Air Force. His wife was doing something else, and they have invested in one of the major college uh, boarding schools within Lusaka, right there in Rhodes Park. So those uh-huh. opportunities are plenty. There's really, in all honesty, that's why the Chinese are rushing to Zambia, that's why the white South Africans are rushing to Zambia. That's why you find the people from Rwanda, all these other nations. There is plenty of money to be Yeah, I know. I know. There is plenty of money to be Some planes, is it Kenya Airlines or Ethiopia Airlines? They go three times. Oh, Kenya Airlines four times per day in Zambia. Four times. Yeah. 
So if we are going there to do business, forget the, it's the government activity. That's where we get uh, disappointed and upset and mad and want to say, talk as if everything is bad in Zambia. No, there's plenty of opportunity in Zambia right now. You know. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if the question is just that. Uh, if we're how going to, if, yeah. if we're going to talk about business, if we're going to talk about business. Um, this subject we must share with attendees is the business plan. You can talk business, but in order to make money and to sustain the money is to uh, create and write a business plan, and we need to be able to talk about that, and we need to be able to explain the importance of it. Another Another thing that Zambia has, in in terms of tourism and, and exposure when compared to Ghana is that Zambia, like Ghana, speaks the international language of of commerce, which is at this particular point in time is English. If you speak English, you are speaking the international language of commerce. All countries speak English because at this particular point in time the capital uh, drivers are the United States, and the capital language in the United States is English. But getting back to the point of talking business, we need to offer at the conference to all and everyone the the language of business, which is business plans and why it is so important. Yes. And and we need to bring up Agoa. Is it Agoa? All those things that we are we can export or import from Zambia to here and other places that we have not been uh, really tapped into, because I understand that for well, of us it's a capital. Well, it's, it's we don't have five hundred million thousand. You know, I may not have five hundred thousand dollars to get started, but I can find ten thousand dollars to go to something. If you if you're talking about agriculture and you're talking about Agoa, then we can have a mini session on the. The impact of AGOA, and and I can easily dovetail business plans with AGOA and how one can access it, and the problems that we've had of not being able to access AGOA in the area in the huge area of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, like we said, Doctor Patrick. Um, eh, those are things I think we can do uh, even now. Um, those are things we, we we can try and do. And now, go to Texas. We go and shake hands. For 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 me, that's I I don't know how I'm going to um, make this very very clear, Doctor Patrick. When we go to Texas, we go and shake hands. So, certain things that our friends in Zambia should know about Agoa, some people we should be inviting. Uh, the month of June coming up, uh, maybe sometimes we are going to do shows on Sunday as well. So we can accommodate as many people as possible. They come ready to say, okay, we have a, pro, a certain product under Agoa, Dr. Patrick, while on radio, how do we begin to export this uh, product to the United States of America? And we tell them, 
But then we find probably the, the Zambian diaspora, because the, that's what this is all about. The Zambian diaspora, we find even the market for them. This, when yes. we come, we go, to, we go to Texas, they come and shake hands. So, Dr. Patrick, I, I, I hear you giving me another homework there, uh, whether to identify people who, are, who want to export and uh, under Agoa, so I can bring them on radio, and then you'll be able to, explain, to tell them, do A, B, C, D. The time for Texas comes, we are not going to have time to, to talk much. We are coming to drink coffee and shake hands. Here is a 10 million order for, is it coffee? Coffee or I like that. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Can they come in? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Miss no, Lucas, no, my mic is closed. Your mic is closed. Who is crying? Who is crying? I don't know. Oh no, no, it's fine. I think Pris- Priscilla wanted to say something. Miss Priscilla, good morning, my sister. Good morning. Happy Memorial Day. I'm in D.C. I am blessed of the blessed. And um, I just wanted to let the family know, our family, Zambia Blog Talk Radio, that our brother, Dr. John Kayamba Kasonso, is here with me right now. Okay. Uh, do you want to is bring him uh, just uh, in case he wants to say a few things to us? Yes. He's right here. He's right here. Uh, I, re- I represented him in court as a member of Zambia Block Talk Radio. We're a family. We, d- we just don't speak. We do. And that's what I did. I came here on your behalf, all of you. I've been in D.C. I attended his trial. He's been vindicated, and he's free. He's a free man. On the record, Dr. John Kayamba Kasonso is a free man. Everything that people heard, I'm not going to mince words or anything, our brother is back. I'm with him right now. And I made sure I came and I represented the family. Our brother is free and we are free as a family. Zambia Block Talk Radio. We're a reputable association. We have no scandals. Hold on. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Misho. Yes. You know, um, our country, our our country where we born is Zambia, but our country where we live is these United States, and our founders created the laws in this country that a person who is falsely accused. Person who is correctly accused can go to the justice system and justice will vindicate them. I suffered 
I stayed in the jail for eight months. They never gave me bond. Many lies were said about me. And I'm honored to have been lied on. But I prayed every day. I spoke to God every day. I thought about you every day. And even when I came out yesterday, man, I was just crying because I know the amount of shame and disgrace that must have been accounted to all of you that loved me and believed in me. But we should not forget this one thing. There is a God in heaven, and all the governments of the earth are under his feet. Do not be afraid of the American justice system if you never did anything wrong. I would also say you have cause to be afraid if you do something wrong. This is a place, this is a country where they would hold you accountable for every one of your deeds, private as well as public. I went through the process. I suffered. I was maligned. Every one of you know my marriage was falling apart. But in the end, my innocence was spoken of by the system. And I want to, you to know something. Here in the Fairfax County of the Washington, D.C. metro area, the government of Fairfax, if you do something wrong here and you run to Ethiopia, they'll fly you in back to FBI jet. No. So there's nowhere for you to run away from anything you've done which is wrong. But the laws are fair. If you haven't done anything wrong, no one is going to find you guilty of anything. And I want to warn Zambian women in the diaspora here, you cannot create a lifestyle out of watching Wendy Williams' show. Those are not principles for living. And we cannot come from Zambia and come and become Judas Iscariot or Delilah or the brothers of Joseph in America. No. Mm. We cannot betray one another. We have to stand with other. We have to stand together. We are one people. We are one country. From Kalene to Mwinlonga. From Mwinlonga. And um, this is why, Wakasonso, we uh, hopefully uh, you, you'll be able to uh, make it uh, to, uh, uh, to Dallas. Um, we, we, we have to find a way of uniting and staying close uh, together, even in low times, uh, in low times as this. Uh, just that, that I've run out of a little of time, but we'll, I'll, I'll find time uh, so that we can, uh, we can discuss a little bit more uh, uh, of this and, and uh, help, help each other. Uh, thank you. I think thank you for that contribution. Uh, thank you for that contribution, Wakasonso. Uh, I've got only a little bit of uh, time, like uh, uh, 10 minutes. Um, okay, we've been thrown off, uh, but that was uh, very important for us to, uh, to, to hear uh, wh where we are. 
Um, but like I said, we have uh, a lot of uh, areas. Uh, uh, tourism is one of them. And a lot of homeworks have been thrown to us. Um, to those who were dropping and running away, uh, like you and Timpa, brother Cave, you, you, you missed out here, but you have homeworks to do. Uh, th those uh, contacts you are going to find. Um, get kick started today. Um, uh, not to wait until next uh, meeting. Let's kick start it. Um, I'm not sure if we should uh, uh, create a, a, a WhatsApp group where we can store um, like things like platform for the anniversary, 10th anniversary platform. Uh, the numbers should be coming there, no, not uh, videos of this, videos of that. Only numbers, contact, please call this one, call this one. Uh, we need people to come and tell us what is available as far as uh, um, tourism. Today we are, we are talking tourism, boring as it may, may sound. What we are going to do uh, from now until September will determine the success of our, of our two days. If we wait, we wait until it's too late, we are going to go in another talking shop. And I'm afraid we don't want to be part of a talking shop. Ten years we've been talking. Now, when we go to, 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 to Dallas, we want to go greet hands. Here is a deal for tourism. Uh, curious, those who make handcrafts, we've found a market for them. Uh, I would be so happy if we can begin to do that with uh, Ms. Carroll. We find a market for people who can uh, export stuff from Zambia to here. Come September, they come, they greet their, their importer here in the United States. We will all be laughing. That is going to be our aim. That is going to be our aim. Where, where is, is Miss Carroll? Uh, I've seen Miss Carroll here. She, she has to say something. Um, here you are. Ms. Carol, you, you heard what our platform needs to do right now, Dave? Yes, I have noted that. Yeah. yeah. While you were gone, um, yourself and uh, Pastor Nathan have an assignment <laughs> to find the bureaus oh. there, uh, the, tourist, the tourist bureaus in Texas. Um, oh, we are going okay. to link them up. Yeah, we are going to link <laughs> them up with the bureaus either the bureaus in Zambia or the contacts in Zambia. Uh, what do we need to do? Um, I don't know. Maybe we can bring some people for exchange programs to come and teach them some stuff, or can we have a, a small exchange program? Those kids who, who want to do exchange program go to Africa. Can we be uh, that middle people who, who can help this happen? Uh, come September, uh, these people can come to the meeting and shake hands. Here are the 10 children or 10 people who are going to be visiting Zambia. I just want action. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just want action for for September. Uh, no, Ilyash. Dr. Patrick, Ilyash is stories. That's Ilyash in, in, in Bemba. It's stories. Uh, in Kopala language, we say Chengelo. <laughs> Kulanda, Landa, you are just talking. Uh, so we want to work on that, Miss Carol. And uh, yeah, okay. let's identify the, the, the bureaus. And if some of us have to call, we'll call them uh, from here. Ah, okay. No problem. We'll do that. Yeah. 
Kelvin is going to look at the contacts from the tourism uh, sector in uh, Zambia, the mm -hmm. operators, uh, government, uh, whoever I think is going to think of. And uh, the two, we are going to, you know, match them together and make, make them meet. Make them meet. Mm -hmm. uh, Titus, I heard your voice before. I'm so sorry. Uh, you, you haven't said. Titus, good morning, my brother. I'm so sorry. Good morning. Uh, mm, go ahead. To touch base, I was going to touch base on the AGOA. I think uh, somebody brought the issue of AGOA. Uh, Nathan and Dr. Patrick would remember that the last time we did Las Vegas, I think it was 2011, uh, we had the Memorandum of Understanding that was signed there. I think there were two. One was the YMCA, I think. The other one was the gentleman that was selling honey. Uh, like you say, Roger, instead of just saying, shaking hands, would need a report. One person who is uh, dealing with Zambia in terms of people coming here is Suki Zimba, who attended the Las Vegas show. So if we would get more information about that Agoa, the two memorandums of understanding to see where they are at. Maybe we need to expand because an issue of selling honey in uh, out of Zambia to here, you know how much organic honey costs here. That's a market that is readily available and we have that. And I was just trying to add on that uh, this idea of Zambians being selfish where you want to sell your own honey, Agoa is calling for tonnage where as much as you can be selfish, you need your next friend who might have some honey and you might need some honey from Malawi in order to get the capacity that they need from the U.S. market. So we should learn how we can interface with even your enemy because you want to fill a quarter of honey that is needed agoa-wise. That's my contribution to that. Excellent, excellent, excellent Okay, uh, that is uh, excellent uh, from uh, uh, Dr. Vatik. So we talked about two two items uh, that is uh, on the Agoa front. Uh, I'm not sure Agoa, Dr. Vatik, if it, maybe it falls under uh, agriculture. Uh, in in agriculture, what what I would like to do. Uh, either next week or in any other week, um, what we want to talk about, in my view, is to move our people from um, using uh, the hard holes, Lucas, uh, to at, at least a two-wheeler track. Uh, when Madson investment comes, are we able to convince Madson uh, to put up either a bond uh, where Zambian diaspora can buy into that bond so we can uh, start to put tractors in every district, even two-wheeler tractors. Uh, it should be upon ourselves that our country and our people cannot be using a 16th, is it a, or a stone, age, uh, stone Age tools uh, to, to garden and we think poverty will end in Zambia. That is not going to happen. So. On the, on, on the agriculture forum, that is what we are going to talk about. But like I said, 
uh, our time is going to be very, very compressed. Um, so we need to cover as much ground as possible now. So today we were talking about um, uh, tourism. And um, uh, Dr. Patrick, yes, uh, website, uh, our website is being worked on, but the one we are working on is for the celebration. Uh, but I get you. I may uh, band up with people who be interested uh, that we put up some money together. We create a website for – maybe it's there. Yeah, it's there. Tourism Board of Zambia. Uh, we just find a way of being part of it. So we'll be, we'll be reporting maybe next week. Uh, I've got my register here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to report on that. Roger, see if you can um, reach out and contact uh, Dr. Copolinde if, he, if he's still available. Maybe oh, Dr. Copolinde, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he can share some thoughts about. He's a politician now. That's my. I think he's in PF. Who, 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 Dr. Oh, he is. Oh my. Is he not an MP? Well, he's not an MP. Still in PF. We'll still, maybe we can um, call him in, contact him, and find out his impressions from attending the the conference in Las Vegas. Yeah. With respect to agriculture. Yeah. We we, we 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 will look the, the the other eye of PF. We are not going to be looking at it. As you might know, a lot of people now we are becoming more and more allergic to our PF people. Anyway, they are, they are our friends. What can we do? Um, so that is our show. Um, uh, not on the high note as we do our politics when we when we argue, because uh, here now we are we are looking for. Deliverables. We want to deliver uh, come uh, come September. We want to deliver. So thank you so much, everyone, uh, for being uh, for being here. Uh, come come back with some reports next week, Miss um, uh, Miss Carol. Please uh, come back. Uh, this is the bureau here. This is the number you talked to. It will be nice, uh, Brother Kelvin. Uh, here are the numbers. Let's come with some report next week before we go to the next item of our report. So you have okay. a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, have a okay. good weekend, and uh, we'll link up next week. Thank you. Yeah.